2: Press the button, my friend. The Out of Bounds Show is live
1: Uh, from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, live in the Bank Plus Studio. Blake Scott billing in for Bo Bounds as we talk NFL football with the man himself, Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus, senior analyst pff.com you can check out the pff podcast that steve and the crew do and of course you can check out all their fantasy work i certainly do Uh, it helps sometimes i'm still not great but it does it does better than me by myself so we're going to go to the yingling lager guest line the out of bounds show powered by the award-winning yingling lager and the yingling lager guest line we're going to go to Steve Palzello and Steve before we jump into the NFL because I have plenty of NFL topics to talk about. I hit a topic earlier that I just want to get your thoughts on. In the year 2022, is it okay to leave the house without your cell phone?
0: Well, oh, man, I mean, it's not it's probably not good for your uh, mental state, right? You, we're all addicted to this thing. So more power to you if you can but no you probably you probably need to have it with
1: you that's right i i had to go pick up my mother i went to her house and she had gone to the neighbor's house without her cell phone and i had to wait 15 minutes for her to show back up i had no idea where she was i told people i thought thought aliens had abducted her i didn't know what was going on i was like how do you not have your cell phone
0: yeah you got to stay connected connected. Exactly.
1: (laughs) exactly it's a it's a different generation steve i know I know you're old, but you're not that old, so it's a different generation. <laughs> Steve yeah, Palazzolo on, on the Ewing Locker guest line, pro football focus. All right, I have so many things to talk about, but I want to start with kind of a conceptual thought. NFL offenses are down. They're down this year kind of at a weird rate. I, I saw a stat where it's uh, our worst offensive outing through six weeks in 13 years or something like that. I, it, what's going on in the NFL? Is it a... Fluctuation of talent, of coaching—are we in a weird spot? What is it where we are seeing so many primetime games and NFL games with bad offensive outputs?
0: Yeah, I think as always, it's you know it's a combination of things because you've got some quarterbacks like a Russell Wilson maybe declining, um, so you might you know there might be some lesser quarterback talent than there's been in the past overall, or lesser quarterback play. But I think the NFL defensively is is adjusting and just taking away explosive plays. You know, last year was a season where the NFL trended toward a little bit more zone coverage, uh, forcing teams to throw the ball underneath a bit more. And they're doing that at an even more extreme level this year. You know, the narrative against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs was, you know, just just put two, set, two safeties high and make him be patient and throw underneath and, That's really what the NFL is doing to a lot of quarterbacks this year. And I think it's taken away some of those explosive plays. So you get – it feels to me like it's a harder-hitting game because you have shorter passes, you have guys, uh, you know, waiting, you know, eyes on the quarterback and then, you know, coming up to tackle. So I think it's just a slightly different game, a shorter passing game this year. And the defenses are just playing better than they have in recent seasons in combination with – maybe the quarterback plays down from from where it's been in previous seasons.
1: All right, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, Senior Analyst, on the Yingling Lager guest line. You can follow him, PFF underscore Steve, on Twitter for all your NFL insight. So if offenses are down, partially, I, I get that we're going to have quarterback fluctuation, right? You're going to have groups of classes come in and out. It does feel like there's been a lot of, names that we thought were going to be better, that, that they haven't been as good over recent years, and, and you've had some guys leave the league as well. So I get QB plays down, and I also get that the NFL and college football works in cycles where offenses can take an advantage and then defenses will learn and react over time, and then they might have a small advantage. So that brings me to my next question. Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan in the NFL, and Lane Kiffin in college. I think this is the next wave of innovative offense. We've gone through the passing innovation in the passing game. I think running game innovation is the next wave of offense, and it's where the next young, hot shot offensive guys are going to continue to separate themselves from other play callers. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the pass game is always going to be more efficient than the run game, but I think that's the. Yeah, you know, I, I think we're already starting to see some of that. It's not. It's not crazy because you do see. Run game innovation is about uh, winning the numbers game a lot of the time. You know, mixing up run concepts, getting guys into space, winning the box count, using the quarterback as a runner as much as you can. And we are seeing elements of that at the NFL level with Jalen Hurts being such a big part of the run game and what the Ravens have done with Lamar Jackson the last couple of years. You know, the Bills tapping into it now with Josh Allen, Giants and Daniel Jones. So, yeah, I think, I think there, that's a part of it. And, and, and here's the other thing. Because of the quarterback play, where there there isn't really a distinct top ten, these top ten quarterbacks or top eight quarterbacks are just better than everyone else, the rest of the NFL is looking for ways to just maximize what they have. So when you are, say, the Giants and you have Daniel Jones, you're just maximizing his skill set. Part of it's him as a runner. And you just have to find a way to win. And they're tapping into creativity in the run game. So I think there's elements to that. You know, you've got 32 different teams. And, Most of them are not going to have an elite quarterback, so they have to find ways to win and try to steal value in the run game. I I don't think it's crazy. Uh, But at the same time, I also think it's still going to be a a pass-first league. So I kind of agree. I could see that, but still have to put those points on the board through the pass game.
1: Okay, interesting. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus Senior Analyst. On the Out of Bound show, you can check out the PFF podcast and, of course, check out their fantasy work. I, I enjoy listening to Ian Hartitz and the crew over there with the PFF Fantasy Group as well. All right, last question. i got a couple minutes here in the SEC Insider hit. We're live on 105.9 The Zone WRKS. Carolina, 1-5. and They fired Matt Rule. They're looking at shopping. Christian McCaffrey. I don't know what return on investment you can get on that at this point. Arizona, two and four. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray, doesn't look good for Cliff Kingsbury. Washington, the Commanders, Ron Rivera, year three. They're two and four. Just lost Carson Wentz. It doesn't look good for the Commanders as well. Are there teams on your radar where you go, hey, kind of looks like there might be an opening when we get to the end of the season at this group uh, outside of Carolina, who's already fired Matt Rule?
0: Well, yeah, Arizona is definitely the interesting one there, right? It's, it's year four of Cliff Kingsbury plus Kyler Murray. And at a high level, they had gotten better every single season. And this year, they're not. So unless they flip the script and turn it around, you could see some turnover in Arizona for sure. Uh, Washington's definitely an interesting one because, you know, two years ago, Ron Rivera didn't have a great roster. And it was like, hey, they won the NFC East with their seven wins or whatever it was. So it felt like they might have a coaching advantage going forward. We haven't seen that in the NFC East at all Mm-mm. in Washington. So
1: goal. Um, and, and it's,
0: yeah, it, it, and it's also crazy in Denver that Nathaniel Hackett, almost like Urban Meyer, Nathaniel Hackett felt like he could be a one and done coach within a week of, of seeing him as a coach. I mean, Urban Meyer looked like he was overwhelmed in preseason last year and it turned out to be the truth with Hackett. You have a really good defense in Denver. That's the they're they're missing out right now on having one of the best defenses in the league. He's an offensive guy. The offense looks terrible. The game management had issues early on, so Hackett might be under fire at the end of the year if Denver doesn't turn it
1: around. All right, I, I like all those answers, and they were all kind of things that I like. You said if you've if you've got your finger on the pulse, it certainly looks that way. I wonder if Houston will move on from Lovey Smith, given they just fired Jack Easterberry. Easterby and nobody listening knows who that is but he ran the Texans and had been hired out of the Patriots organization so maybe Lovey Smith was kind of a stopgap to get through the Deshaun Watson stuff and they're going to move on there all of that being said you may not have an answer to this but I got to ask because it's it's the prime topic around kind of Mississippi Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss that weird stint at the Raiders I can't really blame him Al Davis probably should have never hired him at that point but you don't not take the job if you're Lane Kiffin. He's a different person. We have analytics guys who say what he's done the last six years is insane. He's one of the best coaches in the country. Do you think Lane Kiffin translates to the NFL?
0: Yeah, I I feel like he's, he's kind of earned another shot. And Lane's fascinating. I saw somebody describe it one time that if you just looked at Lane Kiffin's career upside down, it makes more sense. You know, instead of starting with the Raiders and then going to USC and then uh, and then, Bama a coordinator at FAU, whatever the order was, it makes way more sense, right? But he started at the top and almost worked his way down, and he's working his way back up. So, I, I could absolutely see Lane Kiffin be in the mix because he's shown that he can grow. And it, it, Josh McDaniels just dealt with this; he's a different coach than he was back in 2010 when he took over the Broncos, so or 2000, whatever, uh, 09 or 10, whatever it was. So. Yeah, I I could see Lane Kiffin absolutely getting a shot because he's older, more mature, and he's succeeded everywhere in in recent years here.
1: All right, there you go. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus. He says, book it, Lane Train to the NFL. I love it, Steve. (laughs) Appreciate (laughs) it, man. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. We'll talk next week.
0: All right, thanks, Blake. Appreciate it.
1: Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, Senior Analyst, PFF.com. Go check them out. If you play fantasy football, if you're an NFL guy, if you're NFL girl, whatever it might be, you got to check out PFF.com. It's fantastic content. And you can follow Steve on Twitter at PFF underscore Steve. Coming up on the other side, we're going to talk about the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame class, some interesting names in there. We're going to hit that and more, and we'll have a special guest at 930, the Out of Bound Show, live in the Bank Plus studio. It's a Tito's Thirsty Thursday. Stick with us, Hour 3, coming up next.
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver?